so last night I was watching 42. Mm. And, I mean, I usually plow through all my baseball movies throughout the baseball season. I watched, uh, what did I watch this morning? Oh, Eight Men Out. Oh, and, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, like so many people will name their children. Like, if they don't have a close family member who they're like, or also a good name to name someone after, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Um, so they like they might look to someone like a an inspiration. You know, if you're in the black community, you might name your kid Malcolm or so, I don't know, someone after like a civil rights leader, right? Someone who's mm-hmm. made a difference. Sure. Can you imagine if you were someone from the South, like back in the day, and you you named your kid <laughs> after someone like Ben Chapman? Because he's like the, the Phillies manager. He's just like, God bless that man. He was trying to keep the game wide. <laughs> you know, who who's the one that said, uh, was that what the Phillies manager said? Like the GM? Like, I remember Ben Chapman was the manager of the Phillies. Which is, yeah, like Alan, Alan, Alan Tudyk. Tudyk. Yeah. 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 Jeez. Um, but, no, but the guy, the guy, the Phillies actual, like, GM or manager or yeah. GM, he was like, I don't know what you're doing over there in Brooklyn Ranch, but we're not ready for that in Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, Philly was one of the late teams to uh, integrate. Um, you know who the last team was? Boston. It was Boston, yeah. Yeah, what Pumpsy, a shock. Pumpsy Green. Well, do you know... First at that. In like 2015, 2016, I was still living in my apartment in Windsor. I was watching a Habs-Bruins playoff game. And some dickhead threw a banana peel on the ice at Subban. This is six, seven years ago. People are still so doing this shit. Un- Boston's incredibly racist. <laughs> you know, I know Burr's got this whole joke about Canada being deceptively racist, and he, you know he's he's right. Yeah, <laughs> but come on, he's from. Well, <laughs> freaking. It's funny. He always tries to, you know, because he'll say, "I'm from Canton." I was in a suburb. I was never in the departed. They didn't stop my life. You know what I mean? He, he always tries to, ah, fuck. He always tries to uh, distance himself from Boston. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. One, two, one, two. Mic check. One, two, one, two. Yeah. What are you uh, enjoying tonight? Uh, let's see. Chow Flathead. <laughs> flathead. Oh, you're having a you having a flathead? Yeah. First off, that's CAO flathead. Those are delicious. So this is the first. Is this your first experience of a big square cigar? Yeah. Box press. Those are good though. I got the. I, I remember. I sent you a picture of of one of the ones I got once. It was the eight by eighty, and it looked like a freaking you know like those giant size crunchy bars. Oh yeah, it looked like that. It was huge, <laughs> and uh, I had to cut it with like a knife. I didn't have a cutter that was big enough for it, and it was just <laughs> it's like huffing on an exhaust pipe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those are good. Really good. <sighs> uh, what's it called? Um, so I've listened to all your songs. Yes. I've got opinions. I'm sure you've got opinions on mine. Yeah, and um, I guess we're all are we already recording? Oh yeah. Okay, so let's oh. introduce you to. Oh yeah, go ahead. Sorry, before we get started, I do want to. I wanted your thoughts on 
you know, like I watched Remember the Titans last night just because it's a classic. I watch it every year. There's only a handful of movies I will watch all the time, and they're mainly sports movies because they're like uplifting and they're easily digestible. Like I'm not going to sit here and watch JFK on the yearly. Um, Yeah, I I get it. And, you know, so many of these films have so many inaccuracies in terms of like the, uh, like, remember the Titans, they were already integrated by the time that season they went 13 and 0. And and so like a lot of the racial stuff wasn't even a problem. Like, I'm sure there's problems because it was 1971 in Virginia, but uh, in terms of like, they had already been playing together and all these other things and not to mention... Um, in terms of in terms of that school, it wasn't an issue. Other schools, it was, sure. but that school in particular, they were doing okay. But like even like it's it's trivial things with biopics, like especially sports biopics, like Friday Night Lights, right? The the movie, they're like, yeah. oh, this game was actually played at the semifinal, not state championship, or like this was this and that was that, or it was at this stadium. Yeah. Like, why the hell don't they just get those little details right? I understand. Oh. It got me mad watching um, Moneyball. I'm watching it like, this is the best baseball movie I've ever seen. Yeah. And then I'm just all delighted. And then the last play where they lose to the Twins, it's a night game. Yeah. Like, you fucking idiots, it was day game. Yeah, and it's just like, it's not like those things add any depth and things to the story. Because, you know, you can s- still craft a dramatic narrative around these events even if like you know friday night lights uh the permian panthers get their asses stomped like 47 to 7 to yeah dallas carter there's still some drama around that of them trying to you know like hang in there you know blah 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 blah, blah. or they can like reframe it while still being fully true to the story like those yeah. it's just like because if if you got to fudge all these facts the story wasn't that great to begin with and you shouldn't have made a fucking movie about it that's my thing I- I remember I saw that movie uh, in college and my two roommates, we didn't really, you know, do like little out. It was like our first outing as, as like a house. Right. They're like, yeah, we're going to go see Friday Night Lights. You want to come? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I want to check that one out. So we went and I remember I really liked it. And um, my one roommate was all pissed off. He's like, oh, that movie sucked. I'm like, why, why, why didn't you like it? He's like, I put in all this time and effort and they all lose. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's what happens. Like, why make a movie? I'm like, you know, yeah, why make a movie? But still, I mean, they didn't were, they, didn't they go ahead? Well, they like Dallas Carter actually did have a team that had like 13 players signed division one letters of intent to the right. Odessa Permian Panthers. I think, Mike Winchell, the quarterback. Ivory, the I think he's a linebacker. Mike and I, I think, and uh, what's his face? The Brian Chavez, the, which is weird because I think a, a huge blunder in that movie is I think he was a tight end in real life, but they made him like a linebacker. Hmm. Yeah, so that's another it's thing. It's been a while since I've seen it, so I'm not but, uh, quite on it, but yeah. The, but yeah, they I think they all got offers to play at schools, but uh, to the so they were the scrappy underdogs. So if they, it, it's expected that they're probably going to lose. Yeah, I liked uh, 
Who did I like in that? I like Tim McGraw. He did a good job in that. Yeah. Um, Derek Luke was good as Booby Miles. Yeah. And uh, the guy yeah, who's... That was the guy's name. Um, country Strong Guy, Tron. Um, oh, uh, Garrett Hedlund. Yeah, I liked him because he was yeah. just such a nut. Yeah, I forgot he was in it. That's the thing. I forget like half the people in it because I get him mixed up with the show. Yeah. Because like, I was just saying, was Taylor Kitsch in it? But no, Taylor Kitsch was on the show. Yeah, Garrett Hedlund played the basically Taylor Kitsch version. Yeah. In that it was like movie. like the years apart weren't that major. I don't know why they made a show, but apparently the show was good. But I love the show. I didn't think I would I like it's it. Good. But, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> All right. So let's move on to the subject of, at hand here. Our first off topic in quite some time. And it's going to be, it's going to be different because what I want to try and do with off topics is I want to try to get them a little more grounded in what we do on the show normally, which is when we talk about music. Now, these aren't going to be necessarily Canadian songs. We are taking a break from our usual format there, but it's still music based. And soundtracking your summer is such an important thing. You know, um, finding that right song for the right moment, um, you know, the right activity that you're doing, is, 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 it's, it's, it's such a fun thing to do. And me and Brian are big at soundtracking our summers. And, but it's been a while since, since I live up here and you live down, down there that we can consistently show each other new music. Because if you send me a link, chances are I'm going to have it. Since we both have Spotify, it's much easier because I could literally just click share and I can like send you a direct link to the, it'll just open up in Spotify. So that's yeah, as long as it's on Spotify, that'll make it easier. By the what way, to do yeah, sorry, go ahead. speaking of soundtracking the summer, you know, one song that always defined our early summer when we were younger, well, it was the whole album, but Hang Ups by Goldfinger. And last week, you sent me. <laughs> I did. They redid. This is not off Hang Ups. This is off. Uh, what is the. Is it a self titled album? Uh, I don't remember. The original Here it's, in Your it's, Bedroom? It's, it's, it's a, oh, yeah. The, the original Here in Your Bedroom is self titled. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they, Goldfinger decides the, they want to stay relevant in 2022. So they redo Here in Your Bedroom. And they get Avril Lavigne on there. Yeah. It sucked. <laughs> you, you weren't a fan, huh? I turned it off halfway through the upper part. Here in your bedroom, I can turn my head off. The less that I feel, it's the less that I'm on But honestly, wow. even, even before we got to Avril, I was not enjoying it. I felt like John Feldman was over singing. So I still feel the same. It's like, I get it. Yeah. People evolve as singers. Like, Chris from Less Than Jake is not the same singer he is now than he was in 1992. Uh, so many people evolve. But he's, like, overdoing it to the point it's almost sounding like butt rockish. I would agree. I, I didn't think Avril Lavigne was the issue with that uh, song. It was the fact that it's a re-recording, you know? And that first version was so... It was what it was. It was the song that became the hit. There's a reason why it still gets airplay on some channels. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, you know, I, I appreciate the fact, oh, you got Avril Lavigne, she's interested in doing a song with you guys, so, you know, you might as well do it. I'm cool with that idea, right? Maybe do an original. Yeah. Don't just re-record it in that room. Yeah. You know? But that's just, that's that's our hot Scott take of the day, and there's our Canadian content for the day. Yeah. 
Well, the the wow, other thing yeah. too, like when uh, when Chris from Lesson Jake, speaking of him, had his podcast come out where he breaks down one specific song by a band, and he gets the singer or the songwriter to come in and break it down. His first episode was here in your bedroom with John from awesome. Goldfinger, and one of the signature things to that song was that opening, like. Because it was like John had yeah. something very specific in his head, and people couldn't do it. It wasn't until it wasn't until Darren was able to do it that it's like it took shape. Um, and but it was it was mirror in the bathroom by the English Beat. Yeah, they were trying to play with that opening. Yeah, and I think they changed that opening a little bit with this new one too. So I felt they took the some of the rhythm away from the song. It wasn't a total change, but a little bit. Uh, so yeah, there's. Is, uh, Darren's still in the band? Oh, no. He hasn't been in the band, I think, since, like, Stomping Ground. Maybe, uh, maybe open your eyes. It's been a while. Okay. Yeah, now he's just uh, he's on the edge. Is he still on the edge? Oh, no. I think he's back in the States. Okay. <laughs> um, the only thing yeah. I know about him right now is because uh, he's often a drummer on that one channel we like. Speaking of Canadian content, that Mikey and his uke, uh, Mikey Houghton from the Fairmonts, or Fairmounts, a, a Toronto band who started this project over quarantine to get people to record songs in like a uh, together, but socially distant way. Darren was often the drummer, like 90, yeah. 90% of the songs he's on the kit. What's the song you sent me? It was awesome. Uh, there's been so many good ones. Like, uh, the, the the one they did with uh, that one girl I don't know her name I forget it but the singer they covered Prince uh, when you were mine because I love that song and they got the song, yeah. they got the the horn player uh, from the the oh my god I'm a stumbly Joe today the sax player from Real Big Fish who they call Saxel Rose and they got Buddy Shab from Lesson Jake to do the horns it was great um what's it called I should also mention the uh, Housebound Ska Collective was another similar project that took place, except this was just anybody could join. So some songs would have 50 horn players. And it'd be pretty cool. Like there's, They do a really good Killing in the Name by Rage and uh, Everybody Backstreet's Back. That's fun. The version of that. Awesome. Yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah, so I, I recommend that too. If you're looking at some of, some of these other quarantine projects. Is that you? That was a bus. Jeez, okay. So I take it you got the uh, what's it called the the garage door open. Oh, I would have blacked out already if it if the, if the garage door was closed. It's so hot. <laughs> okay, well let's get into this. So me and Brian each came up with three songs that we've been just listening the hell out of this summer. That we is summing up the summer that we have. But there's three songs that neither of the other person has heard until well we sent them to each other this weekend yeah and so we're gonna walk through why they've been such an important thing for us this summer why we love them so much why we think you should listen to them and then the other person's gonna give their thoughts on on it so uh do you want me to start or do you want to start you can start because i have a choice song about your some choice comments about your hippity hop pick (laughs) okay well we're gonna jump into it and we'll start with that one because that's where i plan to start uh, my first pick for the summer, and I made my brother listen to it. I sent it to Tom when I first heard it, made him listen to it because I thought he'd like all the Tom Berenger references. Um, and he did. The only thing that could kill Bonds is Bonds. Talking about killing? 
Y'all know about killing? Oh, I'd like to hear about it, potheads. Tommy B's been in a lot of good movies. <laughs> uh, it is Dennehy by Serengeti. Watch a little Dennehy. Pull out the laser disc. Sniper one, two, and three. Barringer makes great flicks. Listen to the shuffle. Rewind Richard Dick's part. Damn, I left those orange pops in the trunk of the Skylark. Sneak a couple old dolls. Shit, there's my damn wife. You know, honey, I'll be back. I gotta. Now, there's a story behind this song, which I maybe should have made you privy to before you listen to it and you get a better idea of it. So, this rapper, Serengeti, is from Chicago. Oh, really? I couldn't um, tell. <laughs> Put on WCKG, Huey Lewis and the News, the heart of rock and roll is still beating. Do, 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 bears, do, 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 favorite actor, Diddy, favorite drink, all those, Bears, Hawks, Sox, Bulls. Favorite day, Sunday, favorite team, the Bears, favorite store, Ventures, Sayers, Sayers, favorite show, Danza, also the news, weatherman, skilling, music, the Bulls, favorite actor, Denny. He's a good rapper in his own right, but he does a little bit of humor in it, and some of the stuff, it's kind of, it can be a little bit hit and miss, his humorous stuff, but one of, he has this alter ego character that he's done, he's actually done He's done a lot with this character named Kenny Dennis, who was a rapper in the 80s. This is a guy he just made up. And in the 80s, he was in this group called The Grim Teachers with a Z. And he put in an album as The Grim Teachers. Son Doobie is in the group. And Son Doobie plays himself in The Grim Teachers. And it's really cool. It sounds like Wu-Tang, but it's, you know, uh, in heavy Chicago accents. And... <laughs> He's done a whole bunch of other stuff. There's actually one album that's like the biography of Kenny Dennis um, that uh, Durs from Workaholics okay. is on. He like narrates it. Like he doesn't rap, but he like narrates it and stuff like that. The story of Kenny Dennis. So on future Serengeti releases, he's released a couple of Kenny Dennis tracks. This is one of two that I've heard off of this album. I don't have the name of the album in front of me. Hold on. I think it's called Dennehy, the album. Um yeah, it's just called Dennehy, I believe. Um, but uh, one of the one, one of them is called Ozzy Gian, and it's about uh, going to a party because this character Kenny Dennis he likes his O'Doul's, oh, no. non-alcoholic beer. And oh, Brian, you're frozen. We are frozen. You're frozen, and we're just gonna have to wait. We are frozen. The sky. Here we go. He's back. He's back. He's back. Okay. So this character, Kenny Dennis, he likes his O'Doul's, as is prevalent in the song, non-alcoholic beer. And in Ozzy Gian, um, he accidentally, uh, he's narrating, he's at this party, and he, he gets his O'Doul switch with Bud Lights without him knowing it. Gets a little drunk. So that's a fun song. But I love the song, uh, Dennehy, because I actually first heard it in a First We Feast video about fun places to eat in Chicago. And they had Sean Evans on it, and I guess he picked that song to play in the background from uh, uh, Hot Ones. By the way, that's like the two things that guy no can do aside. Actually, I think he does a great job hosting the show. I'm not going to take anything away from him. Yeah. But it's like, if his guest has been in the same room as Snoop Dogg, he'll fire 50 hip-hop questions on them. Hey, Judd Hirsch, before you're on Taxi, <laughs> you once lived in a hotel that a young Snoop Doggy Dog would stay at 10 years later. Who is the new king of New York hip-hop? Is it Nas or Jay-Z? Oh, Trace, I just came here to eat hot wings. I don't have an opinion on that. <laughs> I had worked that bit out before the show. It was funnier in my head. Anyhow, <laughs> but he picked this song, and they just played the chorus in the video, the hawks, socks, bears, bulls, over and over. And I was like, shit, this is a good little song. 
So I listened to it, and at first I didn't know what to think. Like, he's talking about barbecuing pork chops. He's talking about playing softball. He's listing off all of his favorite things. Like, his, well, my one favorite line is always like, favorite show, Danza. Also, the news. <laughs> like, that's what an old person would say, you know? Favorite Judge Mathis. <laughs> well, Judge Mathis. When, first fa- uh, uh, when Facebook first came out, you were the one who put favorite book, magazine. I stole it from the Simpsons. <laughs> Horror makes a dumb video for Lisa. Oh, yeah. My favorite book is Megan. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it just became so endearing to me. And it just kind of reminded me of like one of those hot summer days. Maybe you're drinking all day. You really got nothing to do. You mow the lawn, you know, and I'm getting into my, my dad ears here. And uh, the song spoke to me. I'll put it that way. And it's funny. He talks about Tom Berenger more than he talks about Dennehy, but the song's called Dennehy. He talks about Dennis Farina. It's great. Siskel's for me. <laughs> now, apparently you got opinions. Well, it's just... So now that you have the backstory, let's hear I it. mean, the backstory does help. But... Okay. It's like... We get it. You're from Chicago. It's like... It's like the Arkells. It's like, how many uh, Hamilton references can we drop in one song? It's like, we get it. It's just, like... <laughs> The only thing the guy was missing where he's just like, he needs a, needed like a breakdown where he's like, you know, I like to go to get some Italian beef with some sweet peppers. I, about Italian beef I know, but he should have actually done the actual accent. It's like, grab a sandwich, go to the, listen to the Bulls game. It's like, there's a, so Jake Johnson, the actor uh, from New Girl, and he's been in a million things. He's from Chicago originally. He's diehard Bears fan, Bulls, all that shit. He has this like alter ego who, as the show goes on, you know, the whole show, he's a bit of a bum directionless, but he actually finds his niche as a writer and he writes his character, Julius Pepperwood, who's a uh, detective. But before he writes this. Like, Ju- like Julius Peppers? No, Julius Pepperwood. Oh, okay. And there's this one episode where he takes on this alter ego because he thinks. Uh, Zoe Deschanel is teaching this class that has may have a serial killer in it, so he goes to it to uh, uh, see, like scope out the situation. But he goes undercover, undercover as Pepperwood. I'm wondering if there's room for one more. No. How you guys doing? I'm Julius Pepperwood. Not now. Okay. Ex cop, ex marine. I'm here to learn how to write short fiction. Oh, okay, Julius, just take a seat and um. I'm from Chicago. Then crust pizza? No, thank you. I'm from Chicago. That's the first thing I was thinking of with this Dennehy dipshit. Or Serengeti. On the south side, on the south side, they eat thin crust pizza. Yeah. I honestly assumed as much. Like It seemed like a uh, it, uh, uh, the deep dish seemed like almost like a tourist trap that like maybe a couple places actually do. But... It's not something on the whole of Chicago. You know what I mean? White Sox fans don't like deep dish. No? No. I remember an episode of Diners, Drivings, and Dives. It goes to like the thin crust place. And the guy's like, you want deep dish? Got a Wrigley Field and the bumps. <laughs> well, do you know, Down it. Do you know why? It's because they're probably like, uh, those white collar north side has got so much time they can sit there eat their pizza with a knife and fork. We don't have that kind of time here in the south side. We're going to go from job to job. <laughs> you know that Instagram account, that be a man one? Yeah. Where it's like, you know, don't go to hospital, die, be a man. That's like the south side of Chicago mentality. Oh, yeah. All that stuff. Don't get a lawyer. Do the whole bid. Be a man. 
<laughs> it's so relaxed on Father's Day. Do a bunch of shit in the back. Do a bunch of work in the backyard. Be a man. Yeah, he's like, yeah. he's like, don't talk to your wife. Burn the whole relationship down. Get a divorce. Be a man. This is what I saw. What I saw today is like. When you get home from work, your first words better be, when's dinner, where's my beer? Be a man. <laughs> oh, shit. I mean, the song itself is okay. Like, it's got a good beat. Uh, you know, his... Do you, do you get the summer vibe from it? Yeah, it's like if anyone was just rolling around on the L train, just, you know, doing their... Because it's literally like... It's the south side of Chicago's answer to today was a good day. Because it's literally just him describing all this crap. He's like, back in the car. Great comparison. <laughs> Great comparison. In fact, earlier this summer, I made a playlist called Dad Rock Summer. And the only two hip-hop songs I had on it were um, were Dennehy and I had Today Was A Good Day. But that remix that has that like soul sample, that do 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 Okay. Oh, no, no, the day. Because that's, that's the first version of that song I ever heard. It was on the NWA Legacy okay. compilation. And that was the first time I heard that song. I was like, oh, this is fucking awesome. And then I heard, no, this is the original. I'm like, ah, it's nothing. You got to get the remix. So. It's just the, my my only thing with it, to be honest, the more we talk about it, the more it's kind of grown on me. But it's okay. it's just the, it's almost like, you know how I've, I think I've made this rant before, how people who, who rap, who feel the need to curse as a place filler because they either just can't, you know, transition into the next thing or they can't think of a good word. It almost seemed like... An extra syllable, yeah. It's like he was just trying to... He didn't know where he... It's like the whole song was a freestyle and he didn't know where he was going with the song, so he just kept repeating certain things. And it's just like... I was waiting for him to, like... It's like he was a robot that was crapping out. It was like... Like he was like like a CD that wouldn't stop skipping, you know what I mean? When uh, back when we had CDs that were scratched and just kept repeating themselves, like it, 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 that's what I got the vibe. The, part of, the vibe from the part of the end where he just keeps, he just keeps going onions, onions. I know. Onions, that's like onions. I was listening to that this afternoon. Like we get it. You like your fucking onions on your Portillo's hot dog, you fucking animal. Like, I think I think as a hoops reference because remember Chuck Swirsky who used to announce for the Raptors. Yeah. If they were like on like a fast, you know, like they were on a really good stretch. And someone hit a shot. He'd go, he'd go, audience, audience, audience. Nailing a triple. He's from Chicago. So I think it's, a, no, he's not. Sorry, I think he's from Seattle, but he's a Bears fan anyway. Okay. So. But then he went to the Bulls after, his family's all from Chicago. So okay. He went to the Bulls after the Raptors. So I think it's, it might be a Chuck Swirsky thing. I don't know. Well, wasn't that the Saturday Night Live bit? Chuck Swirsky's super fan? Bill Swirsky. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, is this worthy of the Brian Last, you know, hit the like button on Spotify? I'd have to hit it, listen to it one more time, but I think just for it's kind of like, you know, we have Buck 65 and certain quirky people up here who have certain, like, um, who was it? There's someone else who has kind of a quirky sound to their rapping, but it, it uh, escapes me now. But I think I would. I don't know if it, it okay. like I don't know if it'd be on a constant loop for me. It'd just be like a novelty. Like, let's hear this dipshit talk about onions for seven minutes straight. But uh, <laughs> he only talks about onions once. I know. I'm just kidding. He's just like, 
It makes me think of uh, the other day I was watching How I Met Your Mother and they were trying to find the best burger in, in New York. And Barney has Regis's phone number because he's also trying to find the best burger in New York. And he's like, Barney, when you get there, order me uh, medium rare. And Barney's like, onions? And Regis is appalled. He's like, onions! He's like, okay, no onions. All right, well, let's let's go to uh, your first pick that you sent me. And I was shocked when I got this. Brian Last picking a country song yeah. as one of his big summer bangers. But you selected... Um, Day Drinking on, by a Little Big Town. Day Drinking by Little Big Town. Oh. Now tell me how you, I, I took some notes, but you tell me how you arrived on this one. Uh, so that was summer of 2016. I was working at the camp. And that summer, I just met my buddy, Andrew, who lives in Ottawa, a.k.a. Grizz. And he's a, it's funny, he's just, he's the embodiment of like a Canadian stereotype. Just how he talks and just, he's got a big beard. He just lives and breathes the senators and Jays. And, um, but he's, you know, he's not as, he's not as, even though he's from like the Ottawa area, he's very much like a country fan. And so every time we're, we were going into Perry Sound and stuff on our days off, he'd be cranking country. I'm like, Grizz, this is shit. And then one night he played Little Big Town. And I'm like, this fucking earworm can't get out of my head. So I listened to it like three times in a row that night. It's very repetitive, but it's catchy. What makes it a good summer tune? I mean, who doesn't love drinking in the day? <laughs> and it's all about... Uh, just, you know, having a good time with friends, togetherness, and, like, the whole... If you watch the music video, it's just a very welcoming song. Like, they're... they're Somehow they find this bar, and they just play bartender, and then they ha- find people who were passers-by, and it's, like, the more the merrier. Just like how, like, a backyard party, uh, a barbecue or a party or a street festival should be. Well, it seems like every country musician has at least... Seven drinking cups for us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but and so I am like when I make those playlists for myself, um, for drinking in the summer, there is a couple of uh country tunes I do go to. Uh, Zach Brown's got like five that I really like. Um, you know, I don't know if I take this one though. No, and it's no disrespect to the group Little Big Town. Like I said, I'm a big fan of their song Girl Crush, I think it's a really good song, although Harry Styles' version is better. But they did the original, so give them credit. Um, I'll tell you why. First of all, here's the notes I got. Okay. Well, the other thing, let me say, I like how, okay. because it's two girl singers and two dudes that sing kind of backup, but like they kind of harmonize very well. And I think it's uh, mm. it's just like a nice, just the sound is nice. Plus, when I think, when I listen to the song, it makes me think of the few funny times that we got really drunk in the daytime. I think the one time that we got drunk during the daytime where it was just really, it got out of here. It was weird because we all graduated. It, it wasn't, everyone had graduated. So we got invited to McMaster and they're like campus pub by Campbell and Pat and Brandon. And like Tom was there. And of course, 
Andrew Calhoun was there. We'll talk about him in a second because he's been part of the story of it getting out of hand. So we all go down there to Mac, and we're not from Mac. We don't go to Mac, right? Um, but we find them all at the pub, and it was shots and drinks and some food, and it, it was it, we got a little silly, got a little silly. <laughs> but we decided, of course, we wanted to keep this up, so we went to the Snooty Fox. Now, it is about five o'clock in the evening. It is not late at all. But we started we, at like two or three. Yeah. Walking from McMaster to the Snooty Fox in Westdale, I remember Pat and I holding hands and skipping. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> at one point, which I thought was funny. Well, do you remember how the, when we got there, Calhoun just laid, well, yeah. he laid into me. He's like, he's like, you're going to get drunk. He's like, I'm going to drink the, you under the table, you little bitch. He started calling me all these very offensive names. <laughs> that sounds like him. So we get there to Snooty Fox and what we don't realize is that Snooty Fox is also a restaurant yeah. that tries to make money off of diners. It's not used to catering to six drunk 22-year-olds <laughs> at 5 o'clock. And, ham- and with a, with a, you had to pick the, the loudest group possible between me and Calhoun and Tom, you know, and Brandon while he's hey. drunk. When I'm drunk, I'm no slouch in the volume department. I start screaming. <laughs> Remember one time we were at, uh, I think it was the one of those Augusta bars. I forget which one. But it was Christmas time. And that's that one photo where you're wearing the salmon shirt, where you look really weird and thin like Turtle when he first lost the weight. But Liz took that photo of us. That's how yeah. long ago this was. Yeah. And you can't. That's a good photo. It is. But you came across the, the floor, and you're like, will you shut up? I can hear you from across the room. You are screaming at the top of your lungs. Yeah, I can't remember what you were screaming, but I can hear you from downstairs. Oh, it wasn't anything offensive. I was just being loud and obnoxious. No, you weren't. Well, you kept saying the same thing over and over. You well, it's because people, it uh, people weren't listening to me. They were having a side conversation. I'm like, hey, hey, yeah. look at me. So we get... Um, we get to dinner and we're eating and we're just drunk and we're talking incredibly crass but Calhoun is leading the charge. <laughs> so if you ever meet Andrew Calhoun, not only is he a deep commanding voice, but he doesn't know, he he, 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 he gets into the sex talk when it's uncomfortable. <laughs> but everyone is around is like, will you stop now? Please, will you stop now? <laughs> so going off on that because the next thing we know, the manager is at our table. And she says to us, would you men keep it down? We might have told the story, the story on this before. Would you men keep it down? She's like, it is six o'clock in the evening. And you guys are here. <laughs> two tables have gotten up and left because you're so loud. Especially you. <laughs> he goes, you're loud and you're horribly crass. And he's like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Right? So. We had to be in our best behavior after that. And then I think we ate our food. We all went to Brandon's. And then, like, half the group... Brent had just gotten there. He had just gotten off work and, like, wanted to, to go out. So everyone either passed out or called it a night or Calhoun puked all over Brandon's bedroom. And uh, well, which you, I, I, I don't have a whole lot of sympathy for Brandon because he was the king of the walking people. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, do you know what's funny? Uh, I, I, I would have kept drinking... But I forgot I had made plans with Dan because he was all hyped because uh, he's like, the wrestler's out on DVD. 
He's like, you want to come with me in a Best Buy? It's like, uh, we'll, we'll grab it, go back and watch it. And I was like, okay. And so I'm like stumbling around a Best Buy just off my ass. Like, I'm amazed I didn't like <laughs> flip into like a DVD rack. But uh, so he, he picks me up and grabs the DVD. We go to Jake's house. I'm like drunk. In fr- I don't think I've ever been drunk in front of his parents in my life, but I, I was able to rein it in. But wow. Yeah. And so I was just like half asleep, just like, like, just trying, like one eye open. You know, when you're that drunk, you got like the one eye open kind of thing. Oh, yeah. I was, I was like that the whole time during the wrestler. Well, I should have called you guys after because I, I would have been good for a late night drinking. Well, we didn't stay out that late. So me, Brent, um, Pat, and Tom went to the hub. And we were, you know, in, in good spirits, as you can imagine. Yeah. But I get to the hub, and Brent's going to have a smoke before he goes in. So I'm hanging out with him. And this guy goes, oh, my God. Is that Ted Jessup? Turn around, it's my roommate. From first year, and I haven't seen him in like three years. I'm like, oh, hey, man, how's it going? He's like, still drunk. <laughs> and I'm like, because these guys were worried because I, I was really like a problem drinker yeah, the first year. I know. I was nervous. You know, I, I, it was, it was, it, it wasn't good. So these guys probably think that I was just a raging drunk for my next several years out of college. They just caught me on a bad night. Yeah. I did rein it in after first year. Um, not totally rein it in, but what are you talking comparatively? about? Comparatively, I think you comparatively rein it. You reined it in midweek when we would go out on the weekends and we'd be home from school. You'd be an animal. Yeah, it's raining it in, <laughs> going out twice a week instead of five times. That's fair. Um, what's the cough? And so I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not that drunk, right? And then he's like, well, I, our other guy's inside. If you want to go say hello, I'm sure he'd love to see. You. I'm like, oh, great. So they had like half the restaurant was like. Um, quarantined off for like a, a poker tournament, and he was in there playing poker. And I sat down, like, "How's it going, man?" And I put my hand around this guy. He goes, "Who are you?" And I look across the table. The guy's like, "Hi, Dad." So that embarrassed me. So I remember we got like a bunch of like food and and more drinks, and then I went home and I'm like, "Dad, I'm gone." My mom was out. He's like, "Oh, geez," and I'm like, "Yeah." been like eight hours of drinking and he's like oh, it's only two until 10 right and um then my mom came i just ran up to bed and my mom got really upset because you know sprinting away from, i didn't want her to see me i was drunk i didn't want her to see me that drunk yeah you know, i didn't want to upset her it's, it's although your mom, mom would get mad. upset every time you got drunk or at least like you were out of control drunk she's like oh what have we done oh, yeah. out of control drunk was the thing yeah it wasn't just regular drunk it was the oof and I wish, yeah, yeah. But anyway, that's our day drinking, one of our day drinking stories. Yeah. Um, okay, do you want to hear my thoughts on the song finally? Sure. All right. Well, as you can tell, I approve of the subject matter. It is upbeat and cheery. You can hear it in a phone commercial. Um, one of those kind of really upbeat ones. That you, it, I'm surprised. I, I bet you it has been used in commercials. I mean, it's... Probably more for like a summertime boozy drink than phones, but yeah. But the thing I couldn't get past was the military march. That was used across it with the whistling and the drumming. 
It sounded like it was, you know, it reminded me of was a soldier by the Paolas. Okay. Well, in the video, uh, so the video starts off, they're all in traffic. And okay, there's people, you know, average Joe's trying to just get to wherever. And so they're just like, fuck this. And they hop out of their car and people just like, hey, they're leaving. Can they leave? They're just leaving their car. And then I guess there was a beach nearby. And there's like kids on the way to band practice, like this drumline dork and just random hot girls and good looking dudes and this and that. And so when they're doing their little bartender shtick, you know, at that part, they have these like drumline guys walk by. So I think it's more probably like the collegiate drumline kind of thing than than any military thing. Yeah, because it just it just kind of felt out of place, you know what I mean? Because yeah. like, you know, a lot of those country drinking songs. Well, little big town. They're, I, they're very they're very laid back. It's very much hey, cool of the day. We've already had twelve. <laughs> We're just gonna kick our feet up, keep having more. You know what I mean? Like that's the vibe with those. I mean, you know? like there's that there's, there's actually a one by Kenny Chesney featuring Uncle Cracker called When the Sun Goes Down, which is all about just like resting up because they're out drinking all night last night and they're going back out to do it again tonight. <laughs> so, like, Uncle Cracker has a line change. He's like, she thinks Cracker's sexy when the sun goes down. And I'm like, yeah, because you're a horrible mutant when the sun's up. <laughs> yeah, she needs to be ten drinks in for the, to find you handsome. <laughs> you gremlin. Yeah. Um, but uh, what's it called? With this one, it just... It, that was the one thing, I think, that, that just lost me was it just... The music didn't meld with the lyrics as well as I as I had hoped. I mean, I will give you that because it does have kind of like a driving constant, like the like a very driving forward beat when it's supposed to be more of like a beach laid back song. So, I mean, you're right. I will give it that, that it doesn't. But I think it's also just supposed to have like just forward progression and i think if it was just like this meandering beat song it wouldn't it wouldn't really have that same impact i guess because the the chorus is always comes in with a bit of a pop too right it's not like this yeah. mellow down easy kind of thing it's like they're like excited so that's the other thing it's all about excitement with the drums and the driving okay. beat. so that's but i get it but this may be one that ends up growing on me because since I listened to it today, it is in my Spotify algorithm and I'm sure it'll pop up on a mix here or there. So uh, we'll see. It could, it could end up growing. I don't know much about little big town, but they don't strike me as the most politically minded bands. Like the only two songs I've heard by them is this one and a song called the boondocks and neither of which are very political. So, I mean, I don't see those, that drumline thing being anything military because they don't strike me as that type no, of thing. I, I, I didn't look at it as being like a political message. I just didn't think it fit. Fair enough. That's all. That, that was my only gripe. I didn't look like it. You know, Zach Brown's Chicken Fried is a great drinking song, yet the bridge is all a salute to the military. <laughs> it's all like, where did this come from? And it, it has the drum roll. But the rest of the song is so good that it makes you be like, eh, whatever. Right. I'll keep my hand out to the troops. There you go. All right, let's get back to drinking. You know, it's, it kind of reminds me of that. Uh, you ever see that uh, the video of uh, Jim Leland when he coached the Tigers and they're in Yankee Stadium and he's hot at the umpire and he's in the umpire's face and he's screaming at the umpire. And then they start playing God Bless America. He's like, takes his hat off, stands there and listens to God Bless America. 
that back down and gets right back in his That's face. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's great. Jim Leland or something. I wonder if uh, Jim Leland... Uh, uh, what was the song on Seinfeld? Uh, the, where the guy... Which one? The guy who had the chest of drawers. He had that song that was just... Oh, yeah. Desperado. Yeah, if that was his Desperado, it just makes him like zone out. Yeah. <laughs> What's it called? That surgeon at the end has Witch A Woman. Right. <laughs> oh, Witch A Woman. <laughs> okay, so uh, we'll move on from uh, Little Big Town. We'll go to my next pick. My next pick is a song called Castaway, and it's by Blues Traveler, who I love. I feel like trying. I've been lost the days, and here I'm finally feeling safe with you, and not the only castaway. Featuring the Dirty Heads, who I'm also quite the fan of, as well as Ron Ramirez from Sublime with Rome, who gets such a bad rap. Yeah. He's a good singer. He He's is. He's a good singer. My wife asked me that the other day. She's like, why do people hate Rome so much? And I'm like... Because he's not Brad. Yeah, that's why. That's the only reason why. Anyone who tries to fill in for someone else in a, in their in a their band and doesn't start their own thing, they're always going to get shit for it. So this song, Castaways, from a duets album that Blues Traveler put out um, a couple years ago. It's one of the two. It's in one of the two thousand tens, I believe. And it's really weird the artists they get. Like they have um, Jules on there. Um, J C Chazez is on there. Um, 303, do a song, Bowling for Soup. Um, who else? Now, let me ask you this. Have you heard the whole album? No, just because here's what they do. Instead of it being one of those duets albums where they put out, you know, you just one right off track, they do two with everybody. So they do two with with, uh, Rome and the Dirty Heads. One is called Vagabond Blues, which is also a good song. But Castaway is the one that spoke because it's got the big chorus. There's about four singers because Dirty Head's got two guys. Rome's there. John Popper's there. And he's playing his harp throughout it too. And it's just one of those good, feel-good, beachy songs. And it does make me wonder why Blues Traveler didn't really steer into that Jimmy Buffett direction of just being the laid-back, you know, pot-smoking retiree kind of uh, music that really, really is the soundtrack to my summers. Yeah, I when I heard that, I was like, what the fuck is this? Because I, I thought it was going to be a blues song that just happened to have reggae artists. I didn't realize they were going full beach vibe with it. Well, Blues Traveler is very influenced by reggae. Um, I know, uh, aside from Popper being a huge pothead, um, I know I saw a clip of them doing a Red Rocks show, one of those big live at Red Rocks things. And they brought out Ziggy Marley. To do no woman, no cry. That's cool. And Popper, like right towards the end, he gets they're kind of trading off the 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 lyrics and stuff. But Popper just gets right into it at the end, and he it's it's like he's having this like like religious awakening singing the song. And even Ziggy Marley's kind of like giving him one of these like not worthy, not worthy kind of thing because he just kills it. And he's a great singer. He doesn't get enough credit. Oh yeah, he's fantastic. Although it'd be funny if Ziggy Marley's like, hey, hey, is this your relative song or mine? Tone it down. <laughs> did I ever tell you about the time Tom, I think I did, Tom invited me because his uncle uh, was part of this group called Motherload. 
and Mother Lode did this song called When I Die that got them inducted into the Canadian Songwriters Hall of Fame. That song was inducted. It was Tom's uncle. He's since passed away. And uh, this other guy who, uh, he wrote the lyrics and Tom's uncle wrote the music for it, right? And um, so they had, I believe it was the Canadian singer Melanie Fiona got up and sang it. And she killed it, right? She's a great singer, Melanie Fiona. And so Tom's cousin Amani is filming it, right? Because it's his dad's song. And this guy behind him goes, would you put that camera down? I can't see. He goes, this is my dad's song. And Tom's like, it's his uncle's song. Shut up. Because like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> 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 and then they, what's it called? Um, they recognized um, Amani from the floor. And they're like, we know that his, uh, his son's here tonight. And he stands up and Amani's like, he's, he's like your height. Have you ever met him? No, I've only heard, I've heard tell of Amani, but I've uh, never so met he's him. He's like 6'11". He's like your height. And I bet and this guy who told him to put the camera down, like shrunk in his seat. <laughs> when he saw how tall this guy he just pissed off was. So... <laughs> that was kind of funny. <laughs> um, also, I'm not yeah, so... 6'11", you goober. Yeah, you're 6'11". You're pretty tall. I'm not 6'11". Wait, you're, you're still telling me when you're 6'8"? Yes. No, actually, because I get asked the question enough times, I, I basically have a down to a script. I, they're like, well, I don't know how tall are you? Like seven feet? I'm like, I don't know. Six, eight, six, nine. I stopped keeping track years ago. That's what I say. And it gets a chuckle and then everyone moves the hell on. That's actually a good answer. There was a guy in Dauphin who was like, um, he was about your height. And I was at the grocery store. And what's weird is that, what's it called? The grocery stores in Dauphin, they just let, you can panhandle inside the grocery store. It's no big deal. <laughs> but they just, so, they're trying to get some fruit loops and some, some bums just like fair change. This is freezing cold. I guess it's it's the best thing to do to keep these guys from from freezing to death, you know. Um, so he's this one panhandler's bothering this guy in line, and he's like, "How tall are you, man?" He's like, "What do you say?" He's like, uh, "He's like a five twenty eight or something like that." It's <laughs> a good answer. You know, I got something else that can prevent those people from uh, freezing to death. Either they get a job or better social services. <laughs> well, yes, it all does come back to better social services, but still, anyway. Uh, what were your thoughts on uh, Castaway? They haven't mentioned it. So, it's funny. The, I listened to it twice today. Well, one and a half. The first time, something about the dirty heads just bugged me. I'm like, and I turned it off. I'm like, I don't like this. Because, I don't know. The, the dirty heads always strike me as kind of like the tryhards of reggae. It's like... Look how cool and mellow we are with our long, stupid hair. And da, 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 da. But um, I gave it a second shot, and I really liked it. It was very good. Okay. Cor- so this gets the Brian. Yeah, the chorus is beautiful. Um, although I felt like John Popper, like he was great in the chorus, but I just, I don't know, it felt... Something in the music just felt a little under... And not a sound, and no one around for miles. You know what they say. No man is an island, no I don't think that way Cause now at last I feel like trying I've been lost for days And here I'm finally feeling safe With you and not the only castaway Like it almost like overtook some of the vocals, if that makes sense Like I feel like he could have okay. If they remixed it a little bit, he could have shone through a bit better 
but that's a minor gripe. It was very good. Okay. Um, so it gets the Brian Summer seal of approval. Yeah. All right. We'll move on then. Uh, the next song you sent me was by the Swedish duo First Aid Kit. It's a cover of the Don Henley classic, Boys of Summer. Let everyone, I can tell you my love for you will still be strong after the boys of summer have gone. Brian, tell me what they did that the Ataris didn't do to make your list. Um, <laughs> well, first of all, it's the Eagles, or uh, Don Henley, but... Uh, Don Henley, originally. we're talking covers, right? The, right. the Ataris are the best the I don't know. It's Taris are a bunch of dorks, but uh, <laughs> I've never really been a big fan. Of, I like they have that one song. What is it? What? Oh, oh big daddy long legs scare me. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the daddy long legs time of year. They like to come out. The uh, anyhow, go louder. Yeah, at the baseball practice Saturday morning, one of my girls was like, "There's a big spider in the cage," and I was like. I'm like looking at this cage for like two minutes. And she's like, it's right there. And I'm like, oh. And so she's like, finally. She walks away. But, um, is it spiders or daddy long legs? Uh, daddy long legs. Because they're not spiders. Yeah, they're not spiders. How is a daddy long legs not a spider? Well, they only have six legs. I thought they had eight. They don't have an exoskeleton. They actually don't even have mouths. They're very docile insects. <laughs> scary looking um, <laughs> but um what is that one song the ataris do is it uh san dimas high school football rules is that them or is that yeah. something else yeah oh that's ataris yeah yeah that song's okay but they oh. they never really of all the pop punk punk whatever they classify as they never really did much for me but boys of summer is a good cover but i heard this song. i've always i've been a big fan of first aid kit for a few years since i lived in windsor because I, I like the the I like their harmonies. I think they're both tremendous singers. And for me, this is just kind of like a because I haven't had a chance to really do it this summer. It's a sit by the fireplace. This is like a cottage kind of you know chill out okay. at, at the night kind of a song. It's like whereas like the Ataris is like, hey, let's go through a midlife crisis and uh, rent a convertible and drive down the. The highway on the way to my expensive cottage, you know what I mean? Like that's that's what that is for me. Uh, versus this is just kind of like young people relaxing, bonding at the fire. You know what I mean? Maybe getting drunk, yeah. maybe discovering new love. You don't know what, but uh, it's so that's you know, that's what that is for me. I thought this was an excellent cover. I really liked it, and uh, Bryn's actually a big first aid kid fan. She's like the um, what did you do to yourself? I was trying to relight my cigar and I got smoke in my eyes. Oh, a bull. <laughs> um, what's it called? No, she really likes First Aid Kit, and I thought they did just a tremendous job on this cover. Um, it was what I and I wrote, "Eat your heart out, Ataris." <laughs> um, they they made it kind of a little bit darker. But I, it worked in the song. Yeah. I'm really tired of like, you know, oh, here's like an even slower version of Smells Like Teen Spirit or Creep that's just made for like a dark, right? Uh, uh, you know, movie trailer. You know what I mean? I get tired of those. Yeah. There's so many of them. 
It's like, uh, um, what was the movie? Was it the original Justice League? Or what was the movie where they used the cover of uh, Nirvana for the oh. opening credits? It was a it was a comic book movie. Oh. Well, they, they they had Nirvana, but it was a different Nirvana song for the Batman. That's what it, it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the Batman had that. That kind of fit. At least they just used the song. Right. They didn't, uh, you know, get someone to do a dark cover of it. Well, I know for the Defenders trailer, they used like this kind of very ambiance heavy uh, version of um, what is it? That uh, come as you oh, are. Come as it. Yeah. I was like, I know the guitar riff, but I was like, what the hell is the song called? Uh, but they did a cool stripped down version of that for the trailer of the Defenders show. But yeah, I always gets back to me like the social network uh, trailer, how they had like a kids choir singing Creep by Radiohead. And I was like, right. This is going to be a thing now. And it is a thing now. Uh, but this doesn't li- do that. It, it holds up on its own. They're not going out of their way to be dark or anything like that. Um, and you kind of twisted my opinion on it a little bit. Cause I was kind of 50, 50. Is this a summer song or not? Cause I've never viewed the original Don Henley song, even though it's called boys of summer to be a summer song because it's after the boys of summer have gone. Yeah. Well, that- nobody, on the road, nobody on the beach. Like it, for me, it was like summer's over. Yeah. The fall, you know, the leaves are starting to turn. This is like a sad moment. Well, like that's the other thing too. Like this, you know, it's it's always funny because, you know, Americans joke about this and, you know, that, it's, that we only have s- such little summer in this country when really, like, May to October is summer. Like, it's it stays nice. Like, I remember one time I showed up to Thanksgiving at my aunt's house years ago and I was wearing, like, yeah. nice jeans and a, a nice white shirt with a uh, V-neck sweater on it. Like, you know, something that, like, classic Thanksgiving fall look. Yeah. I was sweating my friggin' nutsack off. I was like, I regret this. It was like 20 degrees. Her, her, her grandkids and my like second cousins were doing pumpkin carving. And if they didn't move fast enough, the pumpkins were going to wilt. That's how fucking hot it was. Um, Get it stays hot. Summer goes on September 21st. Yeah. Okay. And then oftentimes it'll stay until it could stay until sometimes summer weather until Halloween. Yeah. We've had some hot Halloweens before. You know, you've had Halloween's where it snowed before. You just never know. Yeah. Um, and you know, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, it's just, it's just like, okay, there's one thing I've learned as a married man is that women love the fall. Oh, yeah. They love it so much. I remember. I don't um, need to be married had, to know that, Ted. I know that yeah, too. We had this meeting of um, announcers once. And at the time when I was working at this one radio station, we only had one female announcer. And we had to come up with ideas to talk. And she's like, well, I kind of want to do a thing about like, when's a good, a good time to put up your fall decorations. When's it too early, too late. And people are like fall decorations. And I'm like, no, this is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing. Like, <laughs> she's like, yes, thank you. Ted. She's like the one guy who knows. Yes. They love it. But okay. you know, this song, I, there's that jump into the fall. I'm, I, I was just still talking about people's obsession with the fall yeah. where they want to get their toque and their sweater on the first day. Oh yeah. Not realizing the fact that it's still summer. Well, that's and it's going to still be summer for a little bit. You got to be patient for the fall. Yeah. Here in Thunder Bay, one year we got two weeks of fall and it went right into winter. Yeah. Late summer, early winter, two weeks of fall. That was all we got. Well, that's the other thing. Too. Uh, so there's a couple of things I wanted to say. The the first thing, 
this song could also be like, you know, a last vacation of the summer before like school and life and all these things happen. So it could be like a, uh, you know, looking back on the summer. And it's also, it could be one of those things where like, you know, as we get older and our summers are less because, you know, we're both working stiffs. We get a few weeks of vacation that like summer goes by in a blink. And it could also be a very morose song looking back on like, you know, what's, what have we done with the summers of our youth? You know, it's like, so it could almost be sad and like remorseful in that regard. Uh, so that's another thing that adds to the level of the power of the song because of the way they sing it. Um, but also going back to the fall thing, it's one thing I hate. Everyone's like, back to school clothes. You got the new fresh hoodies, pants, blah, blah, blah. I am wearing shorts until I can, as long as I can. Although now that I work from home, I'm still hoodies and shorts all day. Are you like Park Hill? Oh, yeah. Those shorts right through winter now? I have been this last year. During the pandemic? Yeah. I think there's, except for when my heat went out at my apartment, that was the only time I was switching up to pants. That's because I was like getting very sick. <laughs> but when we when we went when we came down at Christmas, Park Hill showed up at our house on like December twenty eighth, and he was wearing those basketball shorts. Yeah, and I was like, "Come on!" Now, granted, Hamilton winters I could wear shorts in Hamilton winters compared to Thunder Bay winters. Like it's Ugh. so warm in Hamilton uh, after Christmas now. Well, do, like, you, do you remember, remember we Boston? How warm it was. We went on a Boxing Day to Boston. We got there on December 27th. I wore like a sweater on our Fenway Park tour. I didn't even need a coat. Yeah. So warm. I couldn't believe this was right after Christmas. Well, I mean, Boston is a crapshoot, right? Because it's near the Atlantic Ocean. But like you can always hear those people that live in like Halifax that they're always like, well, our winter, our, our windows are frozen shut again. And it's like, yeah, it's December like first. So, you know, that's the thing. There's like, do you remember... I'm not going to regale anyone of the sad tale of Brian's last drink circa 2017 or 18, whatever it was. But uh, the next morning, Christmas morning, when I was hungover and had the sober light of day, yeah, I went for a walk. It was 20 below on Christmas Day. I'm freezing my ass off, hungover, stumbling through snowbanks, trying to clear my head. I'm like falling <laughs> over. I'm like, I just feel so angry right now. <laughs> So yeah, it was, you never know what you, you never know what you're gonna get. And apparently, it's gonna be a pretty brutal winter this year, from what I've heard. So. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, um, excellent cover. Yeah, very good song, holds its own. And next time I listen to it, I will listen to it. It did get my, I did like it on Spotify. It <laughs> will get my, uh, what's it called? Um, I will try to listen to it in a different light because I was fifty fifty on whether it was not a summer song, but I'll try to listen to it like Campfire in my mind. Right, where that goes. Yeah, okay changing direction big time <laughs> we are gonna go from a cover of don henley to an original by mr trey anastasio quietly you say to me the time has come for you to be alive again and if you don't know trey anastasio he is the lead singer and songwriter of the band fish now I you know I could have saw fish last week in Toronto. Why didn't you go? I had baseball. Blow it off. Go see fish. I'm not that big of a fish fan anyway, and what an experience. I know, but uh, 
I'd tell all those hippies to get a job. That's what I would do. I just, I'd be like the Abe Simpson at Woodstock. Like, get a on shot on. Uh... We get it. You don't need a seventh guitar solo. <laughs> I've been going for 32 minutes. Uh, it's like the uh, when Campbell saw Mars Volta. It's like, is this the first song or the seventh song? It's all blending into each other. I'm confused. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you know, I, I actually really, oh, is that, I do. Was that Campbell or is that McDuffie's criticism? Oh, One Campbell. of the two. Okay. Because, yeah. yeah, McDuffie loves Mars Volta, right? They can do no wrong in his eyes. Yeah. Thank, but thanks to Dan Krawchuk. I'm quite the fan of jam bands. Government Mule is my shit. Love Government Mule, right? <laughs> well, that's also partly slightly stupid, right? Don't they always jam with Government Maybe, Mule? Uh, not Government Mule, although I would. You want to talk about dream duets. Slightly Stupid with Warren Haynes would be something else. No, but they do. They've they've jammed with like Jeff Skunk Baxter from the Doobie Brothers and Bob Weir from the Grateful Dead. They did like a whole live album with him. Like, I swear. They've, I, they've I mean, done oh, some no. Like it's Grateful Dead that they're more in the camp of. Sorry, they, I think they toured with Government Mule. That's what it was. They didn't do a. Uh, what a they, show that would be! I know, be but slightly stupid in Three Eleven because there always seems to be tour mates. They have these great tours together with these other jam bands and things like that, but they never come up here. So you, know, just... you know, I always thought because I was I was listening to In Defense of Scott, which I've talked about this before. Yeah, and they had the comedian um, John. John Daly is actually the guy's name. John Daly. And do you remember the show? I remember showing that video from that show, Those Who Can't. And the guy was, he was the Ska guy. He illegally changed his name from Scott to Scott. And like, <laughs> everything, was, everything was like a Ska pun with him. He's like, yeah. ah, sorry, I can't perform at your wedding, man. Uh, we had a fire dancing guy. He's like, just do the show without the dancing guy. He's like, no can do. He's like, no can do. A Ska band without a dancing guy is like a, uh, a wallet without a chain. Just work. You know what I mean? <laughs> It's filled with scop pods and stuff like that. I sent you so that. that uh, sorry, I, I sent you that clip of Portlandia. Where are they doing the? Uh, yes, that was good. Yeah, Matt Groening suing Fred Armisen for his his Bart Scampson ripoff. Bart Scampson, yeah. And he's just like, so, "Ska, you don't know Ska? We got." It's like, no, I don't know Ska. He's like, he's like, Ska is American, friend. Are you American? <laughs> So they, they throw him on, because he has a song, too. Like, he's an album. Um, not of songs, but like, it's a comedy album. <laughs> he has a song in there called, like, Bring Back Ska. And um, they ask him, he's like, they're like, so, uh, wait, listen. First off, he says to them, he's like, you guys have really overestimated my knowledge of ska music. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, he, uh, what's it called? They ask him, like, well, listen to your lyrics. Are you taking, you're a big fan of Buck 09? You talk about Buck 09 in that song? And he goes... So I like Sublime. I listen, he goes, I like Sublime. I can sing a few Sublime songs. I think they're a good band. Um, and I needed a band to rhyme with Sublime. So I went through a big list of ska bands and said, Buck 09. And that kind of rhymes with Sublime. That's why they're in the song. And they're like, oh. <laughs> I think they were disappointed by his lack of knowledge on the subject. But then, uh, this guy's fired. He he asked them. Uh, they asked, about sublime and they were like yeah you know they're good they're good and the one guy was like yeah i was supposed to go see them but the show got canceled because brad died so i went and didn't get to it. <laughs> and stuff like that like they're talking about the one guy's like you know the, the rep at the time was that um you know they were they were always so into heroin that that, that they didn't have any fuel in the tank and this was it and then they, they were just gonna fall off a cliff after this and they didn't the the drug issues that wouldn't give them the longevity and i'm like bullshit 
What yeah. they would have done is what Slightly Stupid would have done. Sublime would have been a great jam band had they kept oh, it going. 100%. Like, Project, Project Met Me, I was Sublime obsessed. He said they stunk. I'm like, okay, one summer was all it took. He's like, oh, man, I fucking love Sublime. And I was like, <laughs> There you go. It's a little psychedelic intensity in like five Sublime covers. Yeah, yeah. He got it. Well, like, look at, uh, oh, what was it? Uh, oh, All You Need. All You Need. Like, it goes from, like, fast, up-tempo ska to that like, just, he just rips, like, this, like, jam band kind of solo. He does that all the time. But they were also, like, fans of the Grateful Dead and fans of Jimi Hendrix and stuff like that. Oh, I that. believe it. So their stuff had a very psychedelic vibe to it. Yeah. Um, I always point to Under My Voodoo as a very psychedelic tone. Right. Uh, self-titled. But um, getting back to Trey Anastasio, and I, I really went off on a whim here. Yeah, this song is called, yeah, this song is called Alive Again. It's got nothing to do with Sublime. Um, and Alive Again, I saw him do it on The Tonight Show back in the day when he first released his, uh, his solo album. And I was like, oh, this is a good song. But there was no Spotify at the time, and I never caught the name of the song. It was called yeah. Summer's Coming. I thought it was called Summer's Coming. So I was like, Summer's Coming? Three <laughs> <laughs> um, And it kept, it's it's a full, like, 15-piece horn section. He's got at least four or five percussion players. There is, like, four guitar solos in this song. It's just under five minutes, so not quite the length of the usual fish song. Um, and... It's so busy and so upbeat. And of course, the he keeps repeating that summer's coming and I'd like a review. It's coming and I'd like a review. It's coming and I'd like a review. It's coming and I'd like a review. Summer's coming and I'd like a review. So it's a sign I'd want to listen to like June or something like that. Right. Not so much the dog days like we are in August. But um, the, when he's like, the time has come for you to be alive again. It just makes, it's a feeling you get with the summers here. You know, I'm alive again. I'm not bound to the weather. I can just walk out of the house in my underpants and do whatever I want. And, you know, <laughs> I don't do that. But, like, you get that feeling of freedom when the summer comes. Sure. And that's what the song makes me think of. And uh, the, just the music. It, it's its a full big band. It reminds me a little bit of Whiplash. Because um, especially, like, there, here's, here's when, you know... J.K. Simmons p- plays that cruel revenge trick on him. Right. That's a kind of summer, too, when he's walking around at that, like, New York Jazz Festival. Yeah. And he's kind of moved on with his life. Um, and I kind of thinking, like, I'm kind of picturing when I'm listening to it today, J.K. Simmons, like, conducting the orchestra and throwing a chair at the drummer. <laughs> it's good shit. But what did you think of this song? No, I was, uh, I've never had a beef with Trey Anastasio or any of those guys. It's just, you know, Fish never really... F- the first time Fish fell on my radar was the Simpsons episode where they play Run Like an Antelope. Okay, and then, yeah. I don't know, somewhere along the lines, I heard, not long after that, I heard Down With Disease, and I was like, okay, these guys are good. It's just, jam bands... Yeah, just down the room. That's a good tune, too. Jam bands... Play a little. Jam bands were never my will forte, and... Um, but I always respected them because it takes a lot of musicianship and which is ironic because I love Steely Dan and they have a, a jam band quality to them, but yeah. uh, but uh, it's something that I, I might actually maybe I'll make that my fall mission to like dive into some more jam band stuff and The Deep End Volumes 1 and 2 by Government Mule yeah into those and you'll be set buddy <laughs> yeah big thumbs up 
Beautiful, beautiful. Well, we're going to go to our final song tonight. Look at this. This is, we limited this to three songs. It's like an hour. You know, this is going to be a nice tight episode. Sour Patch Kids by Bryce Vine. Bryce, Bryce Vine. Yes. Yeah, I'll be right back. Pay a visit to the past. Tell them all to kiss my ass for a second. I don't want to worry about nothing for a while. I just want to play around, live it like a child with old tunes jamming on my walkman. And some sour patch kids and a coke Uh Tell me how you came across this one. Uh, when I was living in Windsor, I was looking for stuff to do for my radio show that I had out there because it was a variety. And uh, so. They were always the program director was like, we want you to try to focus on everything from folk, hip hop, whatever. So uh, Max, our buddy Max, was mm. he, he just lives on those Reddit forums where he's just always hunting for new music. Uh, he's always on the ska forums trying to find a new ska band for me and all these things. Yeah. And he, he sent me Bryce Vine and I loved it. And so I, I played it and people seem to like it. And for me, it's just it's it's literally a it's a like a millennial throwback anthem to our childhood. And it really is. Old school, old news, road rules, fresh prints, cartoons, good raps, dope tracks, and I'm not trying to be on it. I'm just trying to be honest. Pack lunch, school crush, bust home and play Sonic. I have been there, I have done that, made my mark up on the town. Been stupid, I've been lucid, been a menace and a clown. It's a you know, cause for me especially certain parts of the summer at nighttime when there's a certain smell in the air with like grass and stuff. It takes me back to like the summer, like going into the summer of like high end of high school, like graduating and certain shows that I watch, like when I watch Veronica Mars or the OC, it takes me back to that era of, you know what I mean? And so this yeah. song took me back to that time too, but it's like, it's like me thinking as like a 17, 18 year old about the nineties, you know, watching, when everything was just so simple, you just play, come home, Does play video games. He references Rocco's modern life, doesn't he? Yeah, he references like coming home to play Sonic. Um, uh, there, there's like 20 references of like nostalgia from our childhood, and which is ironic because I think he's like, I think he's 30. He's a young guy. Yeah, he's younger yeah. than us, maybe 20, somewhere between 27 and 30, but. Um, and he references stuff like road rules and stuff like that wasn't for me, but that was popular what back then. And yeah, it's just it's summer is often a time for reflection, mm. and for me anyway, I just I, I get my most nostalgic in the summer, and so mm. it just makes me think back, and that's a perfect song to make someone think back. And it just got so. a good it's a good beat. I like that little guitar. And it's just a bit of singing, bit of hip hop. I like it. Well, here's what I'm gonna say about the song. I wrote, Brian, you nailed it on this one. <laughs> you did, you did. It's a great summer song. I've got no complaints. I loved it. Excellent tune. But I did want to make a comment about Bryce Vine. Yeah. Mind. Yeah, go ahead. So uh I looked him up as I was listening to these songs today, just to right. see, you know. What I didn't realize is Bryce Vine. And we talk about smush songs a lot on this <laughs> yeah. show. Bryce Vine has a song called Drew Barrymore. 
Yeah. That might be the best Smush song in the last 20 years. <laughs> I would put it up there. I don't think we'll ever do a Smush song episode because I think that'll make people really uncomfortable. It was like like when I'd watch like an evening with Kevin Smith and talk about having sex with his wife. I'm like, ugh, I got a picture of you having sex. I don't want that. You know? <laughs> Um, oh, he's so actually 34. He's only a few years younger than us. Oh, okay. So he lived in the same, relatively yeah. same generation as us. But that song, Drew Barrymore, is like the smush song to end all smush songs. I'll just say that. Yeah. Yeah. So That's good. a good summer vibe if you're going to yeah. bang someone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, that, uh, the album is called uh, Lazy Fair. And even like the album cover. It's it's one of those classic like uh, Volkswagen vans, like yeah. a hippie van with a surfboard leaning up to it, and it just everything about it just has summer vibes. But yeah, the Drew Barrymore song is good. I've heard some of his other stuff besides that album. Oh, yeah. I, I can't recommend that album enough. Oof. Now I got now I'm thinking about oh, I should put a smush list together. Get Drew <laughs> Barrymore. Oh, yeah. yeah. How um, come he's not? You know she has her own talk show. Yeah. How come she hasn't had him on to sing the song? Well, I'll say this. Swinging, uh, bring it back. To, that's, that's a good question. I don't know. But uh, huh. bringing it you back to... I, yeah, she'd be like, are you trying to have sex with me? He's like, yes. Yes, I am. Maybe she's getting worried about audience reaction when he sings that song. Yeah. Just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> My word. He has given me the vapors. Um, I will say this, bringing it back to CanCon full circle, this Drew, him doing Drew Barrymore is better than, uh, Chaos singing that song about Natalie Portman. That song's stupid. That's like comparing apples to oranges, though. It's just a, it's just random celebrity name drops. There's celebrity names in there. Also, he named that song by accident, Chaos. Oh, really? Like, he's, he's, he's watching, like, some kind of documentary about Natalie Portman while they're in the studio. And he put the track down, and it didn't have any name or anything. So it was like, what, you, what do you want to call this? And he was talking to his friend. He's like, I wish I knew Natalie Portman. And the person was like, that's a weird title, but okay. <laughs> and that was it. What are you doing? I just saw an animal scuttle across the driveway. And I'm like, that better not have been skunk. Probably, probably a cat. Or it could be a skunk. Or a, co- a raccoon. Could be. It's of no threat to you. Not yet. The skunk, so the skunk is only a threat to you. If the skunk goes into your garage and sprays you, yes. But then the air is just going to stink and a bunch of dogs are going to start barking. That's all it's going to be. <laughs> I've been told that you can remove a skunk's stink. It's called stink sack. Ugh. It's stink sack and they make great pets. Yeah, I've, I've seen Instagram videos about it. Now, oh. riddle, riddle me this. I know you specifically said when you said, text me your three three songs and like make sure it's stuff that I probably haven't heard of. Like if you were going for like a more mainstream kind of like, just like a, maybe a 10 song kind of summary vibe, like, can you rattle off like a few more that you would throw on that list before we dip? Uh, I can be a whole bunch more. Like, cause I originally I put uh, I put "Hot Tonight" by Tokyo Police Club on my when I was like coming up with songs. I put uh, "Vacation" by the Go Go's. What the hell do you keep looking at? 
sorry, what were you uh, what were you mentioning? Oh, I said like for my just to, like some more mainstream songs for like a summertime list. I put "Hot Tonight" by oh. Tokyo Police Club. And okay. Va- vacation. That's new. Vacation by the Go Go's. Uh, Kiss Cam by the Arkells. Okay. Because if you've ever heard that one, it's very laid back summertime. Same type of. Uh, it's more of a start of summer campfire song. And like I knew people who made the video, who directed the video and stuff. And like, oh, cool. uh, they, there's a couple of parts where they're literally just walking through this tall grass, you know, that's big summer, big sunglasses is kind of like chilling out kind of thing. And it's uh, the, the band all meets up at, I think it was either sneaky D's or one of those Toronto establishments. And it's, it's clearly hot the night they were filming it. And so it just, it just reeked of summertime. So for me, and I've mentioned this to you before many times, nothing gets better than doing time by Sublime. Oh, yeah. That's that's my all-time favorite. Or like we um, mentioned, uh, I forget what episode we talked about it on, but the, the whatchamacallit cover. Oh, uh, Lana Del Rey does do a good cover. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would accept also, both. Um, Sweet Honey by Slightly Stupid. How about that oh, one? Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah. I, no, I, I said, like that song. No, I said, oh yeah. Like I was oh, I yeah, love yeah. that song. Did I ever tell you I forgot I had heard that song so long ago because it was on the first episode of the OC and I had completely forgotten about oh, yeah? it. Yeah, there's a uh so the the first episode of the OC when he gets taken in by the Cohens and Seth, Adam Brody's character, takes him out for a quick sail out on the ocean. Mm-hmm. And while he, while they're just putting around on the boat, they play Sweet Honey. And I was like, this song's great. So there's like so many, like, that's the thing. It's like that I, uh, in the summer, there's certain genres of music I like. I like, obviously, ska, which I talk about all yeah. the time. How about Pool Party by the Aquabats? That's a fun one. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, Sublime and all those all those bands that Josh Adam Myers hates. I yeah. love. So all the you know, Pepper, Slightly Stupid, Dirty Hats, yeah. all that stuff puts me in a good mood. Bob Chasing Marley, the, chasing the, the Sun Away by the Boston's. Great one. Uh, I'm just looking at the summer mix that Spotify made me. How about uh, listen to DJs by Long Beach Dove All Stars? Uh, Sunny Hours by the Dove All Stars. Here's a good one that you might not know: Tijuana Sunrise by Goldfinger. It's one of their newer ones. Great. No, I haven't heard that one. Check that one out. But I have mentioned to Brian several times that I am a sucker for like some some country in the summer. I'm not a big country fan, but. Um, Zach Brown Band, I think, does it better than anybody else. So I'll give you a two of theirs. Castaway, which is just about being drunk on a beach. And yes, it has the same title as that Blues Traveler song I recommended. But also Toes, which is just him going to Mexico and being drunk and stoned on a beach. And then his vacation ends, so he just makes the best of it and gets drunk in his driveway. It's a great little song. <laughs> and I like like a lot of, like um, what's it called? Um Oh, also, there's something about the summer festivals I want to throw out there, too. Yeah. So I'm going to give you three summer festival tunes off the top here. Heavy Metal Drummer by Wilco. You might think, Wilco? Summer? Really? Hipster? No, no, no. <laughs> this is a good summer tune. It's about going to, like, just the outdoor music. Um, there's also uh, The Coma Girl by Joe Strummer and the Mescaleros, which yeah. is a great going to a festival. And then, um, oh, God, the guy's name is Useful Jenkins. And he has a song called Festival Express. Well, that's ironic because you're useless, Jess. I recommend 
Ah, funny. Funny. <laughs> I highly recommend that one. That almost made the cut. I almost sent that to you before I heard the uh, Trey Anastasio one this morning. I was like, no, no, it's got to be this one. Yeah. Because I definitely wanted to send you a jam band. But yeah. But uh, actually, if you if you are on Spotify and you get the daily mixes, if you uh, go to search and write summer mix, it'll have one ready for you. Actually, what's yeah. yours? Give me the top couple off of yours. Well, that's why I, where do I find these summer mixes? I like okay, go to, go to search. Go to search. Okay. Right in summer mix. Uh, get out of here, Serengeti. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, it, it won't have a picture like the rest of your mixes. It'll have like a little pattern on it. Do you see it? Uh, let's see. It'll say made by Spotify. Oh, yeah, made for you. Here it is. Uh, let's see. Let's see how well they know me. All right, let's see. All right, let's see if you're pleased with these, because I was pleased with mine. Uh, Island in the Sun by Weezer, even though I have You know, that's, that's a stinkeroo. That yeah. song has, has run the opposite way when I... Yeah, yeah. I have not listened to Weezer in, like, years. <laughs> Fuck you. I like, I like Weezer. I like Weezer. I just That song just doesn't do it for me. If you wanted a, a better summertime Weezer song, it's Memories, the one they did for Jackass. Couple years back, that one's more summer. I mean, Beverly Hills is more summer. You know, yeah. California is Beverly Hills. Uh, let's see, "Summer in the City" by Love and Spoonful. That's a great song. Come on, yeah. uh, "Hot Fun in the Summertime" by Sly and the Family Stone. Yeah, that's a gimme. Do you have a "Summertime" by Mungo Jerry? Uh, you know no. that one. In the summertime, where the weather is right. Oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> there so then, uh, so after slides, Sunny Hours by Long Beach. Yeah. Uh, Hercules by Tokyo Police Club. That's a song I listen to a lot. It's, uh, it's, it's not, I mean, it's a fun, upbeat tempo song, but I wouldn't say it's overly summery. It's just kind of any, any time of the year, but it's a great song. Uh, Sway by Fits in the Tantrums. The only Fits in the Tantrum song I know is that hand clap, but. Yeah, that's the only one I know by them, too. Uh, Runner by Alex G. I'll have to listen to that. I've never even heard of that. Uh, we Are Between by Modest Mouse. Actually, you should listen to that one. I think you'd really like it. It has a very okay. summery... It's not quite jam bandy, but it has this very summery vibe. And, uh, oh, this is one of my favorites from my youth. Uh, it was Kokomo by the Beach Boys. Oh, yeah, that's on mine, too. You can't go wrong with that. Did you know Stamos has rejoined the Beach Boys? Yeah, you mentioned that the other night at our, our last yeah, I... cigar. Get repetitive here. Well, it wasn't on the podcast, so it was fine. It was just oh, okay, uh, it was when right. we were just having our cigars and chatting the other night. Uh, let's see. Oh, Castaways now on this. The Blues Traveler one. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Doing, doing time. Uh, here's another Weezer. Feels like summer. Makes sense. Uh, oh, that uh, Reckless, Reckless by Anyway Gang. The that's you know, the... there's fifty. There's fifty songs on there. You don't have to list them all. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, yeah, there's some cool stuff. Some of it, "Keep Driving" by Harry Styles. Okay. Spotify, okay. you're very hit and miss. <laughs> Get it together. Hey, you know what? It's a great service. Yeah, it really it is. It is. It's you know what these these daily mixes that I, I I you know. I didn't think I'd be like, because it's not downloading music, it's streaming music, right? Yeah. I didn't think I'd be someone who fell into that. I, I thought, oh, albums, gotta buy albums. Yeah. I've been out ages. It just, this is, 
it's just so easy. Well, did I tell you? So easy nowadays. I mean, I I don't know yep, if I should. Yep. I don't know if I should save this for my Valentine's Day Brian's failures in love uh, stories, but the one girl I dated, we got into a, the stupidest argument because she was lecturing me about my iPod, and because that was when I still had the jack and like I had the big 160 gig iPod. Yeah. I was like baby driver. I never wanted to part with that thing. Yeah. And she was lecturing me about it. She's like, why don't you just get Spotify or Apple music? You can have whatever. I'm like, I like this. And then I put the music onto the iPod and then it is what it is. Okay. And she's like, that's yeah. stupid. And uh, so she's like, give me the business. And now, I mean, like I would, st- I would go back and buy that 160 gig iPod. If they had it in a heartbeat, I'd be like baby driver. I'd have like seven of them full, but like, I love just having all of my songs yeah. in one spot, you know? And that was the, the thing, too. It was, it became like you go out, like, these things that Spotify does for you, it eliminates the quest to get those songs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you and me going to Sonic Boom in Toronto and each getting, like, 10 CDs. Yeah. We don't know if we'd go home and listen to them cover, cover to cover. But we wanted to make sure we got that flow into our. I don't know, that was at least me. I want to get that flow into my, uh, my, uh, my shuffle. You know. Yeah, I mean? especially because like when I would rip them all into my iMac, I I never played albums like I would listen to it. But like when it was just if I was doing work or if I was cleaning or just farting around the apartment, I would have yeah. a shuffle going. So it's just like you never know what random song would come up, and it'd be great. Yeah, but now this service it just does it for you. Oh, I want to hear more bands that sound like this band. Here you go. Yeah, every band has a radio for like, and I like that too because you know there are times where I'd rather hear like, especially when I'm trying to get something new, ease me, ease me into it. You know, like let me hear one song by this new band, then five songs I know, then one song by this new band, then five songs I know. You know what I mean? Like. Right. I like to be eased into things. I'm an old man. You got to ease me into a bath, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. It just, uh, it's do you think, you know what I think the next thing is going to be? What? I think it's going to be clothes. I think they're going to have like a Spotify one day for clothes where you're not going to have to buy clothes anymore. It's just like, you'll type it into a computer. I want to look like this. This is, I have to dress professional today. Uh, what color? Uh, I like blue and red. Okay. You've made me a shirt. Thank so you. it's like a 3D like, printer that's kind of thing? thing? Yeah, it's it's going to be like one of those things from those old TV shows about the future where you just stand in there and it dresses you for you. You know, Like it's like, on like a, yeah. a rotating tumbler and it's just like, and it matches I you up. I don't know how it's going to work. I haven't thought this far ahead, Brian. Because I mean... It, 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 it's, just, it's just I think the next thing that's going to take over that, that it's going to eliminate our quests for things. Well, you know, For a quest for clothes. You're not going to have to go for a quest for clothes anymore. Yeah, that's called Amazon or just shopping online. Oh boy! Yeah. I mean, it's 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 different because like I don't know how people buy clothes online. The only thing I buy online are socks and like undershirts and boxers. Other than that, I because I I have such long weird legs and I got such yeah, a yeah you need to be fitted. I'm very yeah. boxy and I have such weird freak feet. Like people buy shoes online. I'm like, how the fuck do you buy shoes online? I actually my last couple of pairs of shoes I bought online. Really? Well, you got normal flat like, feet. I, like I got normal. I got normal feet. Yeah, yeah. you know, I've got my weird. Just, I've feet. got boring feet. <laughs> Although my one toe's got some serious fungus. 
I'm using a, uh, I got a prescription that I'm using on it right now to get rid of it. You know those commercials where the guy's like, the kid's like, the guy's brushing his teeth and his kid's like, go after dad's ugly foot. Ah! And the wife's like, that's gross. Get rid of it. Yeah. And the dad's like, it's not so bad. It's like, it's horrible. Oh, that aired like three times when we were in Hamilton. And Brent's like, look at you. And I'm like, that's yeah, not bad. <laughs> so then she, then that, that, she got on me. My mom got on me. My sister got on me. So now I'm on this prescription for my big toenail. It's it's actually already cleared up quite a bit. So <laughs> Classic. Uh, I've had it for ages. Ages. That's all right. I have a I have a goose egg on my shin from a baseball that yeah. I got like three no maybe a month or so ago. Still hasn't healed. And I'm worried I'm like do I do I have like a a cyst or something on my shin now that I got to get removed, but I think it's because I got hit with another baseball. So I don't know. You know, I went to the doctor this week. Eh, same old, same old. Your cholesterol's out of control there, Teddy. You got to make life changes, Teddy. You're going to die. Anyway, cheeseburger advice, please. <laughs> that's, that's from Bob's Burgers. Teddy does. Do you know who you and I are? No one. No TV, like, we've been, been doing this back and forth for years about, like, oh, if we were on a sitcom, you're this guy. Like, I always say, like, you're Bill Dotrieve or you're Bobby Hill. You and I are... Bill? Why are you going to make me Bill? <laughs> you and I... Back in TV history. You and I are both Doug Heffernan, without question. We're both oh, Doug time. Heffernan. Like, Thank the you. the episode where... It's not even the full episode. It's literally the first five minutes of the episode where they're eating that Chinese food. And then Carrie's like, oh, I could go really go for one of those fudge blasts. And it's like, oh, fudge blast what my baby wants? Fudge blast what my baby gets. <laughs> I don't even think he puts on pants. He literally goes out and uh, sitting in the car in his boxers. And he goes and gets uh, the two ice creams. And then the guy like upsizes him like two burgers and like a whole meal and everything. And then, because he's like, what does he say? He's like, "This is the number four come with uh, curly fries? Like, no, the number one does. Oh, let me get number one. Uh, so cancel the number four. And he's like, why did you hear me say cancel? Yeah. No, remember, he's like, I like to go to your gym. That yeah. so means I want them both. <laughs> there's a night, the, Brian, there's a night the other week, Brent said to me, you know, I could really go for a blizzard. I literally put on my sandals and I was like, text me your order and just left the house. <laughs> like I was that eager to go get it. Oh, I love blizzards. Yeah. If I uh, if I had anyone to get blizzards for, I'd be doing that. Like they'd just be like a a Brian size hole in the wall of me already going through it. Because I'd be God, well when, when I was a when I was a single man, I remember being in Barry Sound, being like, You don't need a blizzard tonight, Daddy. You don't have to go get a blizzard. You're fine. Just stay here. Don't go out. <laughs> Just having the devil and the oh angel. That the happened to me. Yeah, you've been really good. You don't need a. You, you can have a blizzard. You can treat yourself. No, Teddy, you're gonna get fat. No, Dad, you don't have any money. You know, like this kind of thing. That happened to me the the other week. I was sitting there. It was Sunday night. I was watching uh, the first episode of OJ Simpson Made in America. For some reason, oh, it's so good. I was really craving a blizzard, and I was just like. But the time kept ticking by. I'm like, ah, oh, it's getting later. I'm like, you don't need to go. You don't need to go. And then I was just like, screw it. And I just, as soon as the episode aired, no, I paused it halfway through. I'm like, I'm gone. And I was just like, oh, I regret this decision. <laughs> I just felt like garbage. Because I think I got you know a large. What? I should have got it like a small. What are 
McDonald's like in Hamilton in terms of keeping the McFlurry machine going all night? Um, so I remember we were kids. It was really good. Do you remember the time I was hammered in your front seat? I was in the, I can't remember if it was front or back seat. And I was, you guys were getting like your late night grub that you always did on the way home from the bar. And I was like, get me a Rollo. He's like, what's he talking about? <laughs> like, he reads a Rollo McFlurry. He just watches too much Sanford and Son, so he calls him a Rollo. <laughs> You're all mad. I think he did get me my Rollo, and I like inhaled it. My house was covered in chocolate when I got home. (laughs) Teddy's full of chocolate. (laughs) Yeah, that was like two in the morning, and we could still get a Rollo. But now up here, it's always like, oh, our machines closed for cleaning. Yeah, they close it sometimes, and I think uh, sometimes it just craps out. Like there was one time where we couldn't get. I, I'm bigger on the shakes now. I don't get the McFlurries as much anymore. I'll get a shake. Um, okay. But they're like, yeah, I think it was just because it was a hot summer day and everyone was ordering ice cream and I think it just crapped out or maybe they ran out of whatever, the ingredients or something. But uh, they're like, yeah, we can't uh, do any ice cream right now. You like shakes? Here's a yeah. fast food recommendation for you, okay? Next time you go to BK, get the Roadhouse King. Smarty Shake. You were going to be thanking me. That is a good combination. One of my friends uh, has this weird hard on for Arby's, just like David Putty. And he's oh, like... Oh, I've I, You know what? Arby's, because we have an Arby's so close to, to us. It's close to where I work. I, I go to Arby's more than any other fast food place. Uh, but he's so hard up on the Jamocha Shake. He's like, oh, that's the greatest oh. thing. Maybe I should try that. They used to have a really good, like, creamsicle shake that I really, really loved. It's yeah, good. The chocolate mint shake's pretty good, too. Yeah, the Jamocha shake is good, but it's, it's like, okay, calm down. It's a fast food milkshake. It's not reinventing the wheel. It's a little bit of coffee flavoring with ice cream and chocolate. All right, relax. Have you had their uh, spicy uh, brisket poutine with the curly fries? I had the spicy brisket sandwich, like, last weekend, but uh, not the poutine. We'll get the poutine. <laughs> you know, actually, you just get me on all my guilty pleasures. It's funny. I was sitting there in the house. You love this. I was sitting there in the house the other day. And I'm talking to Freddie. I'm like, you know, really. Gr-? I was listening to that Dana Carvey East Coast comedian thing. Oh yeah. So I go to Freddie. I go, hey Freddie, you know, what really grinds my gears. Curly fries. Eat a striped fry. What's wrong with you? <laughs> she goes, this your Brian last impression? <laughs> no. <laughs> Does it sound like Brian? Is he talking to from New York? She's like, I mean, you're just angry. Well, she's got my number. <laughs> well, my friend Dan says, he's like, when I kick the bucket, it's going to say, here lies Brian last. And then in quotations, it'll stay with, you know what pisses me off? You know, what? it's going to be etched onto my tombstone. It's going to be like that guy at King of the Hill, uh, Hank's buddy that he meets in anger management class. He was like a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, he died angry. Look at him. He's like, Peggy's <laughs> like, Hank, that's the face you make when you sleep. <laughs> Take your best shot, coaches. <laughs> uh, are we ever tightly wound? God. We said you're talking about all the horrible fast food we eat. We need to make some life changes. Oh. 
Uh, I always worried that, like, when they have you ever gone to get blood work and you're like, it's just gonna turn out brown or something like that. <laughs> I was just gonna be grease. Uh, Mr. Jesus, we're very worried there was uh, several bits of French fry oil in your. Uh, in your I think it's a fox. There you go. No, a fox, dummy, <laughs> not a skunk. A fox is even worse. It's, it could hurt me. You know how big foxes are compared to you. Yeah, I guess I can just kick it. Um, no, a fox but... can't do anything to a human. Yeah, a coyote, you gotta worry about a fox, not right? A... You know, I, although I told you, every time I go to the doctor, my doc, because I'll complain about something like, oh, I have this thing on my foot or a bruise here and it doesn't heal and blah, blah, blah. My doctor's like, well, it's clear. You have diabetes. I'm like, every time we do this dance, every time I come and see you, you think it's diabetes. And I come back with a full, clean bill of health. No cholesterol, no heart, no nothing problems. All right, Jack? So get off your fucking diabetes thing or I'm going to pop you one. COVID-19, Doc. Here's the test right here. Yep, that's diabetes. Typical diabetes. (laughs) My throat hurts. I'm sweating. It's not diabetes. Yes, it is. You know, diabetes patients routinely have throat problems. It's like, fuck you, guy. (laughs) I swear to God, if I go to this guy one more time for a checkup uh, and he says anything about diabetes, I'm getting a new GP. There almost needs to be like, I don't know, um, because you're lucky. You've got a general practitioner or a family doctor. I don't. Yeah. When you go to the, because you remember, like, and my, the, I hate to say this because I miss them and I really love them, especially our big fat boy Griff, but I miss the cats, right? Yeah. But since they've been gone and we cleaned the house, my asthma's gone. Like it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, but maybe you should get a the... maybe you should get a pooch because you're not allergic, so you can have the, the love of an oh, animal. No, and you know what? Until our puppy grows into a full grown human, no animals. Yeah, yeah. Freddie's got to grow up. He loves dogs. He loves cats. But um, no, you should get a I dog don't... now, so when he's at the perfect age, he can ride it like a little horse. <sighs> It'll be adorable. <laughs> has Nelly, and Nelly's a big dog, and. God, I was so worried. She was. She had so much patience with Freddie. Freddie was like smacking her in the head, <laughs> <laughs> and she's just sitting there doing nothing. And I'm like, I know you're a rescue, and you've got major issues with men. Please do not bite my son. And he's like, because ah! <laughs> I had the bongos with him, so he's like playing the bongos like this. He's doing that to her back, and I'm like, Gentle. I think the dog. My, dog my sister knows, was right there, so he wasn't going to do anything, but still, yeah. The dog knows that it's like a little human; it's not a full person. Just like how they have yeah. their own puppies and stuff, that they know what's what it's capable of. But. And, the, and, the, and the, that type of breed of dog is a protector dog. Like they they are designed to protect their family, right? Yeah. So if my sister's standing right there, my sister is friendly with this baby. The dog knows the baby's not a threat. Does that make right. sense? Yeah. Yeah. So let me let me ask you this as a wrap up to the whole summer thing. Uh, well, two questions. One, mm-hmm. does Thunder Bay have any like nice summertime eat spots? Like, you know how Hamilton has like Easter Brooks or um, like when I was a kid visiting my grandparents in Branford, there was always one outdoor DQ. Like it closed in the winter. Yeah. 
Uh, and so everyone was like hanging out in the parking lot. Um, it's like the one by the, the one in Dundas by. Uh, yeah, I think that's close Texas. now, but yeah, it is. But it used to be. It used to be just a summertime spot. Yeah, yeah. We've got a uh, Merla Maze. Merla Maze is a uh, drive-up uh, place that they have ice cream and they have burgers and dogs and stuff like that. And that's, that's cool. That's the big popular summertime spot. Yeah, and uh, obviously all the ice cream stuff. Like there's uh, a place that's shaved <laughs> ice. I'm not a big shaved ice guy, but lemon ices. Lemon ices. <laughs> God, do you remember when we went to uh, Pittsburgh and they were selling lemon ices to me? Lemon ices. You guys, like, you, guys, you, guys, you guys want some? And we're like, no, 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 I don't want that. We're doing the King Queens thing. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. No website show. You should. Um, yeah, that'll be funny. Go up to the just the guy selling lemon ices. Lemon ices. Yeah, I'll just be like, this baby was wasted without Ted here. Get out of my face. I have a standard. <laughs> God, that show. Yeah. And uh, it's so, funny though, hey, you said we're both, we're both Dougie Heffernan because I've had a couple of people that say between Parks and Recreation and uh, The Office, I'm like the perfect combination of Andy Dwyer and Andy Bernard. Yeah, I can see that. Andy Dwyer's, yeah, yeah. But I'm also I'm always singing. Yeah. Um. What the fuck was I going to say? So, do you know what uh, this month, we're a couple of weeks behind, but do you know what this month marks? Mm-hmm. It's the 20th, August 2nd, 2022, marks the 20 year anniversary of one of my favorite summertime movies to watch Signs. Oh, we love Signs. Yeah. And yeah, we have to, we defend that movie so much. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're going to suggest. We do another off, top, off topic where we just defend movies. What's wrong with you people? It's good. See, that's the difference between you and me and that uh, what's called angry comedian thing. Yeah. You and me got angry from defense. It wasn't the things that we didn't like that would make us angry. It was the things that we liked that nobody else liked that yeah. got us angry. You know, we deep down are people who want to like things. We, right. we, we are very accepting people filled with joy. <laughs> we were surrounded by people that just hated on everything. Did you know, talk about hating on everything. Okay. So our fantasy league that you were in. Okay. Yeah. I, during that auction draft, spent big money to put Bryce Harper on my team. Right. Okay? Bryce Harper, of course, has a horrible injury. He's out for two months. Okay. And I didn't know the any kind of timetable. For him to come back. I don't read the little liner notes on every player every week, right? So it said that the Phillies had moved Harper from the 10-day DL to the 60-day DL. And I did the math. There's less than 60 days left in the season. Yeah. Eh, he's not coming back. I drop him. I get a flurry of text messages from Campbell. Why the fuck are you dropping Harper? <laughs> He's like, why the fuck are you dropping him? He's back in the lineup next week. I'm like, he's on the 60-day DL, Campbell. He's not back in the lineup. He's like, no, it's retroactive. They did that to make another roster spot, you fucking idiot. He called me an idiot like five times, right? And I'm like, well, I'm sorry, Campbell. Like, I'm way out of it. I'm in eighth place out of ten teams, okay? Yeah. I'm like, well, I'm sorry, Campbell. It was a legitimate mistake. I honestly thought 
you know, Kyle's in first place. Kyle had the um, waiver order. And Kyle put in a waiver claim for Bryce Harper. So Kyle right. was going to get him the first place team. So after Campbell berates me, I wake up this morning and I go to my team to set my lineup for the day. Even though I'm in eighth place, I still do it every day. I look and Bryce Harper's still on my team. He's back on my team after I dropped him. I'm like, Campbell, why is Bryce Harper back on my team? He went to Tom and complained and had Tom reverse me dropping him. What? Yeah, he complained that it was unfair. Ted's not paying attention. He made a dumb move. Please uh, please undo this. And Tom undid it. Wow. Because I was being like really unsympathetic to Campbell. I was like, eh, that's the breaks, Campbell. And I was like, <laughs> you better hope he's he gets mad. <laughs> you know, like I was giving him no sympathy. And he was really mad. And he literally this? he went to he went to Tom and had Tom reverse the move. Where was this law, uh, this little support, when years ago, when I was away in school, I made the foolish uh, drop of uh, dropping Andrew Luck in our football fantasy. This is back mm-hmm. when he was like, gang, before he was hurt and retired and everything. I just got chirps. I lived in Chirp City for two weeks. They're like, why did you drop him so early, you fucking shit and I don't know. I was like, I don't know. He wasn't doing well. He's like, he's coming back. You're a moron. Blah, blah, blah. This is why you're last. Well, I got the last laugh because I won last year and I will. I'm just like uh, Joe Namath. I'm claiming victory now. Yeah, I'm probably going to do pretty bad. <laughs> well, you know what? No, if we just do a regular draft, I'll be fine. If Tom wants to do a, uh, an auction draft for football, I'm finished. Ugh, yeah, I'm gonna suck. Yeah, I, I'm no, I will leave it on auto draft. I'll join the group chat. I'm gonna leave it on auto draft. I'm not going to do a, an auction draft. I, I just don't know the guys. All I'm gonna do is I'm gonna do what I did last year: is get some decent, uh, one decent running back, one decent receiver, and I'm gonna ride the fuck out of Joe Burrow. <laughs> I'm gonna pick up Burrow again. <laughs> That's literally all I did. I, I think I had Cooper Cup, and I had somebody else, and then I had Burrow, and I just rode those three to victory all summer, or all fall and winter. See, I only need a couple guys. Oh, Campbell, oh my god. For f- Hopefully all this Campbell bashing doesn't make it into the podcast, because we have been off topic for the podcast for a good half hour now. Um, but, come on, to be that big a baby about it? Yeah. Like, one who dropped him i was like oh well i guess we'll just let him go i made a well, mistake like, oh well yeah did tom to have tom reverse it if i was kyle i'd be pissed i have severino in my lineup uh he's on the 60 day tl he's on my bench or uh, il i should i should drop him but which one luis severino yeah Okay. I don't know if he's coming back, but I thought I thought the Phillies moved Harper there because he was finished for the year. I didn't realize they moved him there for some weird move uh, because he's coming back. Like, it was it was a thing. And I just dropped him because I'm like, all right, he's finished. Yeah. Saves up room my IL, you know? Because I actually do set my lineups every day, even though I'm, I'm doing terrible. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. 
Final thoughts on the summer. How's your summer been, all things considered? It's been pretty good. I liked it when I got to come home. That was nice. Yeah. But um, now that summer's nearing the end, we're still having some fun. I get my pater- I'm just thinking ahead of the fall now. You know, it's at that point in the summer where, because uh, I get six weeks of paternity leave starting in three weeks. Nice. So uh, it's just going to be home, me and Freddie, and Brynn's going back to work. So I'm looking forward to that, that I get to be off work for like six weeks. It's going to be really nice. So, yeah, you know, less pay, but she's gonna okay. be, She's going to come home to you in like a boxers and a tank top trying to make pasta like some existential art house film. You have no idea how good at good I am at being. Uh, believe me, if it was an option in this day and age, and I don't think it's an option for many people, I'd be a terrific homemaker. I really want <laughs> I can cook, I can clean, I can do all the stuff. You can't cook. You just throw rice in a cooker and cook some meat. That's all you do. That's one of the many things I do. Yes, I, and I do do that. Yeah, but I can cook. You have your insanely unhealthy mac and cheese with the goldfish crackers. <laughs> and the cheese Whiz. No cheese Whiz. I thought uh, you made some like queso cheese whiz thing that's like really unhealthy. Well, I made that cheese whiz thing for your soup. It was a queso dip for your Super Bowl party that I did my parents' food processor with like a bunch of cans of chipotles and chilies and all kinds of extra cheese. Do you remember that? That's when you had yes. the last great. That was the last great spread at a Brian hosted Super Bowl party. Was that the year the Packers won? It was the yeah, year the Packers won. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I remember I took my third quarter bathroom trip that lasted like the whole third quarter. I'll never forget when we were younger. I that was the one that Alex got everyone sick. <laughs> yeah, we all had a whole, It's funny thinking about it in like a COVID world, their post COVID world, but now it's just like we're mad, like that son of a bitch. Gotten, getting us all sick, but we were like over it. But now it's almost like it's like the eighth deadly sin now. It's like, do not bring a cold to a party. It's like well, unforgivable. It, it should have been like that. And Alex got heat for it, and he should have gotten heat for it. You know, yeah. you stay home if you're sick. Yeah. But, you know, that's it's it's how time moves. Time moves forward, things change. Yeah. I'm not going to be some old Clint Eastwood type just stuck in my ways. <laughs> I haven't had dairy in nine months. No, sorry. I haven't had dairy in 25 years. Ever since they stopped delivering milk to your door. You know, you uh, can go to the store. Fuck that. How dice. <laughs> it's supposed to be delivered to your door. Uh, it's not getting added to my shopping list. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. That, that bit would have been funny if you could see my face. I, I have no idea what, which parts of this you're going to leave in. Because this is no longer a podcast. It's me and you talking. Well, that's pretty much what podcasts are. But I really hope there's like some fanatical fan of our show that's just going to go, I want to know where this Mike Campbell lives. <laughs> <laughs> I've had enough of him. <laughs> Can you imagine if there's some like listener overseas who's just like 
wants to send him like a letter bomb. It's like, give me his address. Mike's out with his kids and some random person punches him in the face. <laughs> That's for Teddy and Brian. Oh, that'd be so funny. See, the good thing is though, we can we can make Campbell I mean, we never really make Campbell jokes. We just badmouth some of his his habits because they annoy us. But uh <laughs> Like, Still though, him going to Tom to get Tom to reverse that move—that's how he's being a baby. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he never listens anyway, that. so we can uh, we could as long as it's also, in good taste, we can make fun of him until the cows come home. It is, and it was an honest mistake dropping Harper. I didn't want to do that if I knew he was coming back. Obviously, I'd want him in my lineup, but it is my prerogative yeah. to do what I may with my team. If I want my, if I want to get rid of everybody, I can do that. Anyway, it's your prerogative. Who was the guy? Um, I so you know the baseball players. I know. So apparently, Mike Trout runs a fantasy football league with all these other ML, uh, major league baseball players. Yeah. And Tommy Pham, who just got traded to the Red Sox, but he was on Cincinnati when he did this. Walked up to Jock Peterson of the Giants and just pulled a, straight up a Will Smith on him. Slapped him in the face during pregame, uh, pregame workouts. They had to be separated. It was over a fantasy thing in fantasy football. Because Trout makes the rules and you could hide guys in the IL. So like they didn't actually have to be injured to be going your IL. Right. You just have guys sitting there so you could add more players. And he slapped him in the face. I got fined by the league over this. Yeah. What insane. What fantasy sports will do to people. I mean, yeah. well, the whole, I mean, I know it's the worst example, but the league really nailed it. Like the one guy got divorced over his, uh, over fantasy football. <laughs> Which one? Uh, Pete. Which one's Pete? Mark Duplass. Oh, right. The first, yeah, the first episode he gets divorced, you're right. Yeah, and it's because of uh, he didn't want to miss the draft because he's like the the reigning champion. And just yeah. like the amount of backstabbing and just dirty, dirty lack of morals that these guys have. I mean, yeah. and like. That's one of the reasons why I never caught on with the league because you're just all awful. Yeah. Like, they're rich. And Rich is successful and got beautiful women all the time. Like, that's what, like, granted, Taco is is has a, is poor and has a heart of gold. I can appreciate the Taco character. Actually, the more I've watched that show over and over again, because I pretty much watch yeah. it every football season, Taco's the yeah. worst. <laughs> so even the one likable character is horrible. He's, he, <laughs> he routinely takes his brother for granted. Uh, he runs down his his wife. Um, it, yeah. He has so many, like, I mean, he's likable in the sense that he's just like this good hearted dimwit, but at the same time, he's got a lot of bad qualities too. And that's they funny. also make, it's funny. I'm, I'm kind of like the Pete in our group because I'm the one that's like probably the, the least well off single. And, and uh, least the, well off. He's still well off. Uh, I don't even, they never really say what Pete does. He just works on like boring office job. That's, but I, it's, uh, 
I don't think he does well because Roxanne always calls him poor, but he's also a lawyer. Can you imagine if Campbell, if if we open up our emails tomorrow, and yeah. Campbell's got some Super Bowl Shuffle style video with Mike Trout, <laughs> Aaron Judge, Vladdy Guerrero Jr., you know Juan Soto, and they're all dancing with Campbell singing. <laughs> like that doesn't happen. Well, it's also a TV show, Ted. If it to do, like you could easily make a thirty-second. If fantasy football was real life, that's all it would be. I set my lineup. I send obnoxious texts to my friends. I go on about my day, but it's a real dialed-up thing for comedic effect. Fantasy football is tough because you have to check also, on Sunday. I check it. You set your line. They got to check at eleven o'clock on Sunday to make sure they didn't do any ridiculous. Changes. I'm also the reigning champ of our group, Ted. You know that Jerk Campbell is going to send you a text at four o'clock. Why'd you bench this person? Why did this, 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 this? I'm also the reigning <laughs> champ, and I didn't make myself a Super Bowl ring to claim in with that says like limp and Dak Flash Super Bowl chair, whatever our league. Champ is. I also got to well, give me a team name because Dak's healthy. I've never won any of these. There's the one. You stink and you don't know sports. First of all, I do know sports. <laughs> Second of all, I'm I, yeah, I'm having an off year in uh, baseball, but I'm a perennial contender. Second of all, there was the one year, fucking Tim Campbell. <laughs> I finished second. And I loved him, but it is fun. I finished second to him in baseball and football that year. Second place both to him. Lost him in the finals of both. That that hurt. That hurt bad. Look at my team. I'm sitting here in woeful sixth place, but look at Teddy in lonely, lonely. <laughs> I'm doing what I can. <laughs> I played like the ninth place this week, so hopefully it'll help me out. It's annoying. I I was beating Campbell all week, and literally today, he friggin' yeah. something something changed, and he beat he caught up to me and beat me six five. He's being a crybaby about this Bryce Harper thing. You should let Cam, uh, Kyle have him. I screwed up. I'm a human being. Campbell, them's the breaks. These are the breaks. Thanks, Curtis Blow. <laughs> All right. I should get going in. Yeah. Well, let's do a proper sign-off so I have something to add if I cut all this crap okay. out. You want me to clap or? No, Dumbo. I just, uh... well, well, Brian, that's been another episode of Canada FM. This is our first off-topics in a while, and uh, I think we summed up the summer, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh... I don't know if anyone uh, who actually listens to this wants to text us or because let's be honest, the people who listen to this have our numbers or <laughs> know us on social media personally, <laughs> so they can just direct message us. Uh, but if you anyone, know, I, did, I did make, I, I actually want to look this up because I did make a playlist. So I want to see, because do you remember when we did live on release? I looked up Claude Trudeau. I found all yes. of our playlists. I wonder Ted Jessup. Well, you know, first thing that comes up is Canada FM. Second thing is my profile. I'm clicking on this. Yes. 
you can, by searching Ted Jessup on Spotify, find this playlist of the six songs we recommended for your summer. Huh. And all the other playlists I made of our year-end uh, picks. So, yeah. Plus some uh, personal playlists. Well, if you want to add to our playlist, shoot us a message. Follow us on Instagram, Canada FM. Or don't. Not, no adding. That's a playlist. No, no. I it. mean, message us to add something. If you think you have a great summer banger that'll add to our list. You let know us Max is going to find 10 songs. Although I think Max has given up. I haven't heard of, like, he asked these, me the other day. He's like, how's the podcast going? I'm like, I thought you still listened. <laughs> he's busy. Yeah, he's got Alberta things to do. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that does it for us tonight. Uh, I'm Ted. I'm Brian. Hey. We'll do it together. We'll do it together. Ready? One, two, three. Hey, 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 hey,